Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Hello, welcome to the match ball live from uh, Ellen Road just after the final whistle has gone in Leeds 2 Man United 4. Dan, Michael, Moscow here with you on the show that's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Um, unpack that then for me. Six goals. We lost 4 2. Uh, didn't hurt as much as I expected it to, but it still hurts. Mm, it was the game it reminded me of was the, um, the Millwall Garrett Box Lasaga game you, where you, it, fat person. everything was terrible then everything was absolutely brilliant for a little while those 24, then, have, you had a, have, have you had a happier 24 seconds than and those? we really leads it up in the end there's a really obvious joke here but have you had a happier 24 seconds no it was life? between the 24 goals. seconds bloody hell I don't think I took a breath in that in that 24 seconds did you it stay was, did you stay vertical or was there any horizontal action no it was a lot of falling about the place yeah, and nice there were it. people on my row don't sit on my row and all sorts <laughs> it was great <laughs> it was nice for a bit wasn't it I think, let me put this to you then, Moscow. I think there what we've seen is the very best and worst of Bielsa all in one game. He um, wasn't playing. Talk about the players. Brilliant. Um, talking about like the the shape of the game and the fact that we gave him loads and loads of trouble and scored twice and had them on the back foot, uh, but conceded four goals and defensively looked wide open. And I, I can't quite decide. Do you get one without the other? Probably not, no. Um, the ones to address if we're doing the goals conceded first is the corner. Obviously, we can't defend corners, but it's your That's fine. They don't score them. so mm. It's your rent A against Harry Maguire mm. and it's one-on-one. And it's not even, I suppose you could say like, would zonal marking solve it? But then all the other corners we dealt with on that one, the first one, your rent A just lets Maguire just run all over him. Mm. But, what, what you, but what you can do, what you do with zonal is if you, you tell Pascal Strike to go win the ball, don't pick up a man, mm. just go attack the ball wherever it ends up. I'd need to see, obviously they don't replay the corners that we don't concede from, but when... Um, Did you not have your little telly we, Yeah, but they don't put them on there. Um, and when the ones in the second half, because they they kept having corners, didn't they? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, they got cleared in that fashion. So that, and that may, just makes it the first goal even more irritating because we can defend corners, but it's um, it's a Urante failure. Um when he should be uh, stopping Maguire. And then the the third one, and I don't know how clear this is or if even I'm wrong about it, but if we're on a dry pitch, Furpo has the ball under control and it doesn't happen from there. We have to say the pitch was, an ab- not a pudding, it wasn't a pudding in the sense that it was last year before we relayed it, 
but it was so heavy. I don't know, you could tell mm. from just looking in the stands, but it must have come through on telly as well. You but. never you never see standing water on the pitch, no, do you? It, and it was it was making it unpredictable. And then obviously yeah. when the ball went in the air, the swirling wind was affecting it as well. So it was just another element of chaos to the whole mm. game, wasn't it? And what hurts me most about that third goal is that um is that it's that's what caused it in the sense that it's a truism about the Premier League that you get punished for mistakes at yeah. this level. And it's not even like it's Furpo's personal mistake. It's as soon as that ball is away from him, it's like the, all the quality in that team then starts to bring itself to bear and they pass, 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 pass. Well, pass just pass. before their third as well, Dan James misses a really good chance. It's crossed in from, from Furpo, I think. It's certainly certainly over on the left anyway and he just gets it absolutely all wrong. But it's, it's, it's pretty much a free header and I know he's not... You, He's not the man you really want on that, is he? You kind of want Galha or Rodrigo, someone probably on the edge of the, arriving on the edge of the box street, but it's a completely free header and it just glances off his head and I think it kind of goes out for a throw at the far side. There's a question by Zach in the comments on YouTube. We're live on YouTube, by the way, for the TSB Plus members. Um, Zach is asking, why did Furpo refuse to track back when he lost it? But this is what I mean about the system is that we are so aggressive in going forward and you lose if you happen to lose a one-on-one -on -one battle or you concede possession as we did at times today, you do leave yourself wide open because we put so much effort into going forward that sometimes they just physically don't have the legs to get back. I mean, some of them do, but not all of them. I mean, from that point of view, the second goal was worse. From memory on the third one, I, I didn't stay watching Furpo, but I don't remember giving it like, move. Um, but the second goal, you are wondering why we're just watching them. Mm. Um, there's a lot of just ball watching, and I don't know. They did, um, towards the end of the first half, we looked tired. Um, and then it didn't seem to matter at the start of the second half. So I don't know if because it was injury time, they've just gone, oh, we'll get through to half time and this mm. will be fine. But it was, um, who let him go down the right? Was it Harrison? And then Dallas um, watches as it's Fernandez gets the header in the end, isn't mm -hmm. it? And he kind of, um, yeah, Fernandez just runs away from him and neither Ailing or Dallas are on their players. And um, it looked like just, yeah. Yeah. switching off for a moment. Jim's making a point and saying, is it, you know, Furpo's fitness levels as well? Not quite there. Is he was it, good when he came. He, he I, was I, good. I thought he was good overall. Furpo I think, I think he, he was at fault for that goal probably because of the miscontrol and then he didn't, mm. he didn't track back. But I generally was really pleased mm. with him. I thought he looked, he looked like the sort of attacking front foot left back that we've, that we thought we were signing when mm. we got him and we've not seen enough of it yet have we, because of injuries. And what That's where that goal is upsetting because he didn't deserve it. We <clears> didn't deserve it. And it's a pitch thing, kicks it off. Um, and then exposes us from there on. And so it's like, it's it's just three, it's the best way I can describe it. I slapped myself three times for the listeners with both sides of my <laughs> palm. I feel like a Manchester United player's wife or girlfriend. Mm. Um, just talking about uh, getting punished at this level. And that was that's the difference between the sides, isn't it? Like you look at like the chances that um, Click had and he had a, a few where he'd kind of cut inside, made himself a yard. This is where, when I was talking about the best and the worst of Bielsa thing, is that I sort of came to the conclusion that we just we just probably need better players and probably more of them. Mm -hmm. And that's about the size of it now. Yeah. Um, people who are going to make the right decisions and hit the ball correctly when chances come. Because Click could have had a couple today. Yeah. Dan James could have had a chance. And But this is you know the level you're at, isn't it? And the money that it requires is is phenomenal. The Click one where he was... He was very central for one of them. When he turned onto his left foot. <sighs> that was a good yeah. chance. Mm -hmm. I think it was threaded across, to, uh, across the area, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there was one from an angle which was it was always going to be a bit tough, but yeah, there was a re I thought it was a really good chance on the. Mm. Um, he was pretty like penalty spot kind of area, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a, he had a few, didn't he? Where and there was another one in the first half which went about fifty yards. Yeah, <laughs> high yeah. wide. It was like he'd forgotten to shoot, and it all culminated in that one <clears> where he was trying to slot it 
inside the post and it was there to be done, but he needed to absolutely put his foot through it. Mm. And I'll have him in this week. But then, <laughs> what about the one um, from outside the area that De Gea had to tip over because it was mm. flying in? I thought, was, I thought it was going over, actually. But, yeah, no, I think it was going to dip in and it was, um, you're suddenly like, you can still like, do it. Like that, get like, it off the floor. I was, right, I, was, uh, I was right behind that and I'm not convinced it was going to go in. I think okay. it would have been close or maybe bar, but you might have been yeah. right, I don't know. I just, I, I thought, oh, oh. I it was, yeah. yeah, it was close enough. It was better than his other attempts, in, but, you know, he needs five. But or he just needs to kick hard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, kick it hard. It's so easy. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's not actually. You, um, make, you make it sound easy. It sounds. That, it sounds easy, doesn't it? So let's let's go back to the start. We can't obviously talk about um, this game without discussing the changes to the lineup and Rafinha getting dropped and mm. coming off the bench and how it changed the game. Because um, our best spell was with Rafinha on the pitch, uh, mm. but then you know either side of it wasn't great, and he was also on the pitch when we conceded two <laughs> more. So um, yeah, pick pick that one apart. Do you agree with Bielsa not playing him based on his recent form? Not really. Mm. I think Harrison has been also not. I know he scored the, the goals against West Ham, but he's not been, generally speaking, very good either. But he does do a lot more tracking back, doesn't he? And yeah. that's there was a bit I can't remember it was in the first half, but there was a bit where Harrison tracked back really well, and you to tackle someone who was breaking. You think mm, I guess but, that's I guess that's kind of why he's in there. Do you think it was that Moscow? Like it was it was a bid to try and be more solid to get more work done on the wings because because Rafinha is great going forward, but he's maybe doesn't offer the amount of running that you get from maybe there's a lot of running but the same amount of running as you get from Dan James who's uh, a little human dynamo exactly that mm. <laughs> yeah you said it all yes, um, yes. no I think um, obviously it's surprising but I thought he was taken off at Everton because he wasn't doing enough to help ailing out who kept getting um, left on his own at right back and if you remember that goal came from uh, John Joe Kenny skinning him um, mm. in defence I think for a day when you are thinking work rate, effort, fight, defend, then it's not an unreasonable move. And Dan James being brilliant all game kind of justifies um, his place. Mm. Um, but then, and I think if we'd got to halftime at nil-nil, I'd have been really happy with that first half. I know that sounds like a dopey thing to say, obviously. But... Um, I don't think we were bad at all in the first half. We had all the, the effort and prior, the hard prior work. Prior to the sub, though, wasn't it? The first 20 minutes before the sub happened and we changed shape, I thought we... we had, essentially, oh. nothing happened in the first 20 minutes, which I was... Which given the way, given yeah. the way Everton started, I was really pleased with it. Like, it, it was it was so scrappy and broken yeah. up, and I thought, this is actually fine. I've yeah. just, in fact, I opened up um, the, the sofa score momentum graph, and about the first 20 minutes, there's nothing either way, more or less. It's just... It is literally just tiny little little bumps on it and then they did have the pressure but then we suddenly started we lost our heads didn't we I don't know yeah. if, do you think it was the change of shape that did that or was it just the ebb and flow of the game because they suddenly we looked, we started looking about 20-25 minutes we started looking nervous in possession and started making strange decisions and um, I think was that the point at which uh, that Melier Urente miscommunication happened and there was something that happened mm. in the left back position as well where they didn't quite communicate right and ended up putting it out for a throw and just they know they just lost their heads just a bit. Mm. Is that one? I mean, Cock going off didn't help either because we're and as, as uh, we've complained about this before, but the standard Leeds United thing is you don't go. Cock's injured, put someone else on in his position. You go, okay, well Dallas, you move there. Aylin, you move there. Pascal, you move there. Everyone has to reshuffle, and I think that probably does add a, a layer of complication while everyone just gets used to it 
again for a minute. I don't know how much getting used to Dallas has played right back loads. I know, but it's just the, it's the mid game yeah. change. Mm. Though, it's like when, you, when you've of... got your man and you know how he plays and you've got a set game plan for Dallas to maybe sh- I don't know show Sancho onto a particular foot or do mm. this or do that. You know, everything goes out the window after the 20 other, minutes. But the other it? thing that that changed solved though was I thought Ailing was pretty bad in the first half. Like his mm. distribution down the line was awful. He just kept giving the ball away, so it was kind of a um, an opportunity to fix that because Dallas is a. I mean, there's been times when we we've preferred Dallas to ailing at right back as a choice, mm. um, and it did. Um, it didn't. I'm not sure. It. I don't know. Sometimes I think we wonder if we give our players enough credit in that sense so that they can't handle a couple of changes. Whereas you know, the, the, particularly those players have been playing for Bielsa for four years. Mm. So if you say it's Stuart Dallas, like you're going right back now. Yeah, it's, unu- it's unusual do though. I don't. Think you, I don't think there are many teams in the league who make a sub and end up moving five players around in yeah. the same way as we. Because it, it basically meant a reshuffle of the entire defence and, mm. and who's picking up which markers and stuff like that. But I, I don't know what the other solutions were because I was wondering about yeah. it. Oh, no, it's thought, just it was limited. It was it, um, because of how many who we've got on the bench, I guess. Yeah. But well, it, didn't he do it in the second half when he made the changes for the second half? He dropped Forshaw back into a deeper role, so he could not have done mm. that in the first place, maybe? That was to get more attacking. I think he was trying to keep the... Because um, it was nil-nil when we're making those changes. So you're not at that point bringing on Rafinha and Gelhart, which is what those changes were then to accommodate, is that Joffy's going to go <laughs> through the middle and Rafinha's going to come on for Jackie. And we went, we forgot about, you know, the work rate that we started with, whatever defensive ideas for leaving Rafinha on the bench were all gone. We need to attack. So it was um, it, those were attacking changes. But I think to keep... Um, what we had was that way round, and if we'd not, you know, if Yorente could beat Maguire or do what we did on the mm. second corner, which is leave two players on the floor, which I, I quite enjoyed. Um, after conceding from the first, I th- who was the Maguire was certainly put on the floor, and there was another one lying on the ground crying after that corner, which I was much more in favour of. Well, Fernandez did it multiple times, didn't he? The little rat. M- Maguire's a fucking baby as well. He spends all his time just moaning it. In the first half, I'm sure he was given a free kick because he asked for one. Yes. Yep. He basically hadn't been given it. I'm sure the referee made some gestures to say no and mm. Maguire basically turned to me and went, oh, come on, I really that's, that's I really, I really, do want a free kick there. And the referee went, ah, go on. Can we do the part where we lash into those scum bastards now? Because yeah. the... Um, McTominay, how, please. How the, how the, <laughs> I almost swore and that wouldn't be right. No, we're working through the tactics methodically. Uh, I'm, I'm, all right, here's a tactic for you. Send McTominay off. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. And yeah, book Luke Shaw. I mean, that started off kind of cute because it was um, Luke Shaw and Dan James against each other and they kept having this, oh, <laughs> cute. This is just, well, it was. They were having like, oh, this is just like back in training, isn't it? You and me having a having a do. But it got to the point, book him. And the speed, I will compare... Um, the Furpo one, no, which one? Who got booked for what? So it was Furpo somebody... Furpo was just for a tackle in, the, in, the, in front of the sort of... But that wasn't a foul. He didn't give a foul. It was throwing. So it was for the reactions. It was the reaction mm. of other people running over and saying he should be booked for that. Yeah, Rafinha, got, Rafinha got booked there, didn't he? For that? And it's, uh, Rafinha was booked before that one for the tackle on Joffe. And he went running over as like the big brother. And um, so he, from his body language in his face, I think he was making threats to kill the referee. Um, after he'd been yellow carded but what happened was that um, foul on Joffe was awful and was it McTominay again or was it Luke Shaw it was one of the two and everyone's going piling in but as soon as Rafinha got to the referee the yellow card was out Mm. and it was so quick to do it so where's your card been through every Luke Shaw tackle through every McTominay the one on Cock wasn't pretty Mm. his arms up here and his head into his head and it's not he didn't need to put his body mm. into those places. It's not a swinging elbow or anything like that. And you, I'm, I wasn't particularly surprised at the time that, okay, 
it's just coming together. But you could see on the replays like he's he's not left Cock any he's not been kind to Cock. Mm. And then the way he played the rest of the game and the way Luke Shaw played the rest of the game and then uh, Bruno Fernandes lying down for our second goal is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That was really pleasing, I have to say, but I'm not done with McTominay yet because it, it feels like even, it, feel like, it felt like of his fouls, which, of which there must have been six or seven, at least two or three of them were borderline yellows in themselves and then just the totting up normally. Yeah. Normally you'll see a ref who will when they when they do the pointing here there 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 and there normally it's normally that's three or four isn't it they'll go well there's that one that one and that one so it's a yellow mm. was he just uh, yeah just endless fouls do you know what it was including a couple that weren't given because I ref. think the ref thought if I I might have to book him here if I give this as a foul and I'll let you back but on the on the hour Luke Shaw yet again got away with one and then Pascal Stroke committed a foul yellow card straight away mm. and he I think by the, that point our players had just gone fine whatever. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to say on the ref. Um, I said this to the bloke around me, the bloke next to me, was, um, he, I'd said to me, it was like he had decided not to give any yellow cards. He had it in his head yeah, to not give any absolutely. yellow cards up to a point and eventually the dam would break mm. and then when the dam broke, he would give a yellow card for everything. Yeah. Not judging the tackles or the fouls or anything like that on their merits or even use, using VAR, which is there for this purpose. Um, and then once that, point was reached it was yellow cards for all the stuff and, and stuff sort of mm. sub the stuff that had gone before and, and, and also just, just yellow, be consistent and also yellow cards for anyone complaining about the yellow cards mm. too it was like yeah. I'm going to I'm massively stamping down on, on it all now yeah. any dissent is going to be come a on lads from now on. You, I've, I've tried to let this game yeah. go and now yeah. and now you've, you've overstepped the yeah. mark it's just but massively uh, it just ends yeah. up being massively inconsistent doesn't it is yeah. rather than anything else yeah I didn't mind it at first and obviously the um, for sure on Fernandez one was you know, well played for letting that go because a lot of referees, it was a great tackle, but a lot of referees would have gone, well, he he seems to be crying, so we have to give him um, uh, a free kick. But the um, the way that turned out was um, almost up there with Click scoring against Aston Villa when their player was down injured. It had the same feeling of, because I don't know if you'd cry spotted, baby injustice he was really Fernandez had his yeah. arm in the air like th this leg is shattered and everything like I'm dying on the ground and we just run through and score um, and there was absolutely nothing wrong with it him, was the, he, there, was, there were two players injured weren't there there was I think was it Sancho on the the wing was down injured as well and they were already wanting the ball putting out for him or a free kick or yeah. I don't know, something and then Fernandez yeah I mean Fernandez is an unbearable player <laughs> Like he's he's obviously a very good footballer. That's not to be taken away. But what an absolute prick! Like yeah. the amount of time he spends just rolling around and moaning, and and it's never it's never I've been fouled. I will get up. It's always I've been fouled. And realistically, lads, this is this could mm. be it for me. I'll be I'll do well to if I can get through the next five minutes. I might live some sort of life, but really, but like really going over the top in the world where world yeah, war one like, trenches. Honestly, I think this is this is it. I, I think I might have I think I might have burst a kidney or something this time. It's it's all it's all gone wrong for me. And it's it's like that with the um, we had the furpo on uh, was it Bissaka Juan Bissaka that mm. he tackled at the end, which is a good tackle, and somehow we end up with Ralph Rangnick on the pitch. Mm. Like get off, stay. It's only. Teams like Scum and Liverpool who have managers who think they can come striding onto the pitch. Oh God, is he okay? Yes, obviously he's fine. Nothing has happened to him. And now Harry Maguire's come steaming in to cause problems. And he's not okay, clearly, because he's Harry Maguire. Nothing about him is right. It's all Everything is just, oh, they're a horrible team, aren't they? Ronaldo's shit on the plus side. Mm. I can see, if I was a Scum fan watching that, I would think, 
I would be thinking, we swat, did you swat Dan James yeah. for him? I don't get the yeah. point. I don't, I genuinely shit. don't he, get the he point. Can, of he contributes him. nothing. He is, he, he, I mean, everyone paints him as like a basically a malignant narcissist. And you can see why as well, because he he's like one man. He's an island out there, isn't he? He doesn't mm. seem, to, he's not a team player. The number of times when he, he's picked the ball up and you think, why don't you just pass it to the bloke who's over there? And he just seemed determined to run in and score. About the only thing I can think he did was he did a chess pass in the first half and he was obviously so delighted with himself that he, he sort of looked at it and went like, yeah, let's, that's me. Let's be grateful then because his distribution wasn't great at times and he conceded another four, but Melier's save from mm. him was exceptional. It was. I've, I've no idea how it didn't go in. Especially when it comes straight after he just plonked the ball out of play twice like mm. A, mm. a fool. But that was... Um, it was Forshaw being done by Pogba, wasn't it, on the left? I think Forshaw again. I mean, that's enough praise for me. <laughs> We've said something nice and now we will Look stop. how many goals he lets in. Christ, it's like, um, a bit like that. Um, was, who was it? It was a Villa fan the other week. He was just going, just stop letting goals in. Yeah, it would be. It, I mean, we could talk about the third at his near post. Mm. But um, Forshaw against Pogba kind of sums up the game because I think from first whistle to last, Adam Forshaw was brilliant. But every time he was up against Pogba, Pogba <laughs> skinned him yeah. and there was just nothing you do about it. And then you kind of go, well, why are we playing man-to-man against that when it is such a mismatch of um, Pogba against Forshaw? But... Uh, Pogba went off so he can't be that good yeah it's um, strange isn't it but like and he got turned a couple of times did Forshaw misreading the ball like lunging for passes that went past him and then was it Mar- was it Marshall who's was number 17 they sold him I don't know okay. <laughs> one, one of the twats anyway they didn't uh, have a number 17 they went, well one of them it was it was somebody who it was, was it a scum bastard was it oh, yeah, yeah so a scum bastard with a number yeah. in the teens mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah. Can you read them all out? I'll tell you what it was. That would be Lingard Scumbastard or no. Fernandez Scumbastard. No. And if it was after... One of the subs. It was one of the oh, subs. Fred, yes. Yeah, he Fred. came on as a substitute. So it's Fred, yeah. Yeah, um, so I was right. Yes. Oh, great, <laughs> thanks. Sorry, I just can't read numbers. Um, yeah, it was, and there was a point in the second half when he did exactly that. Like, he just let the ball run across his body and uh, Forshaw had lunged for it and I was like, ah, he got done again. But then again, he was, yeah. was excellent in possession and tidy and he just, it was available, wasn't it? He can't be perfect. And I think if you are up against... Um, Pogba, you know, he is a hundred million pound player for a reason, and it's kind of hilarious that you know has he won anything at Scott? Probably not. Mm, um, what a, what can we waste of time? Can we go back to, the, back to the start of the game and talk about something that I'd completely forgotten about that Richard Lay has mentioned in the comments? That early chance when Click floated the ball over for Harrison in like the first mm, five volume. minutes. Yeah, mm. should have put that in, shouldn't it? That would have set the tone for the game. It seemed a tough chance because he was on the volley, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's it's always had, it was kind of coming from over his shoulder, right yeah. shoulder, wasn't it? And it's I mean I would have. <laughs> done it. I would have done a complete uh, kick on it. It's, well, I could, to say he should have scored it, yeah. maybe a bit. I can remember. Been, um, it would have been goal was, of the season. I was going to say, I remember scored. scoring one like that at school, but that was about 25 or 30 years ago yeah. now. <laughs> and once. Yeah, once ever. <laughs> it would have been an incredible yeah. finish if he'd scored that. But again, <laughs> you're like, mm. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I just think Rodrigo played up front. It was it was nice to see him. Like a well, I think that was one of the big advantages of the lineup that we saw today was um, square pegs in square holes. And yet, Although it found, it was better in the second half. and yet it found us with two 0 down. That's the great paradox, mm. isn't this? What about the best and worst of Bielsa? In mm. that he finally did the thing that people were asking him to do, which was play people in their relevant positions. And we were brilliant for like 15, 20 minutes, and then still we were two 0 down. Mm. It's just annoying, isn't it? It's the team. I hate myself for saying it, but they've got good players. Aren't yeah, they? Well, you would mm. you expect so for being the mistakes. most expe- the most expensive football team ever assembled. I mean, you almost get down to you can't fault their effort. They were a great bunch of lads today, but um, Rodrigo. Particularly in the second half, was superb. Mm. Um, I mean, we were good all over today. There's not really anybody you'd think didn't do anything. I mean, even Click for all his shooting is yeah. so frustrating. It was a really good performance for sure. Can't stop Pogba, but he was brilliant in every other respect. Stroik was fantastic, but then was is it him for the fourth goal? I can't remember. His hair was a flow. Mm. It was far, it's was, far end for me. Is the no, it was like second half. It was like, it was like when sla- a slash from Guns N' Roses came on the pitch. I was like, oh, I think it, well, I did actually remark out loud. Oh, look at his hair. <laughs> he needs to just start playing like that. It came yeah. out briefly at Everton. Him and Ailing just let it go. But um, all I all I remember from the fourth goal is just mistake. That mm. was all, it, and it might have been him. But you can't really maybe that, maybe that swirling, swirling did. wind did, affected his hair. Um, and Robin Cork had started really well, and I noticed. Um, just as we were starting this, Bielsa's from his press conference. So because he came off because of the cut rather than any kind of headache, it wasn't a concussion substitute. So otherwise we could have used another mm. substitute. But we almost too, like, too what's honest. the difference with a cut? Just say he's concussed. And no, then we couldn't use him yeah, in midweek. But, yeah, we could, you can use him in midweek and then it gives them an extra sub as well. So Although, although of course so. he's probably out for three months anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> What did he actually call? He was limping as well, wasn't he, by the time he came off? He, I was actually surprised he it wasn't concussion because he was just pointing in his eyes when he sat down mm. um, and then they took Look him off. Look into the eyes. Look into the eyes. Not around the eyes, into it, the eyes. It was like a double vision kind of thing where he's like, I can't 
this is all wrong. That's just the way Bruno Fernandez looks. You're going to have to stay on. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Um, come on, let's talk. Let's talk about that high point again. That um, the two goals because beautiful. So De Gea you, out of position. You've just got a. I mean, I know, I know. Like this season is really, really hard, and it's going to be a slog until the end. And hopefully, we've got enough in us to stay up. But moments like that separate all that away from the game. It's just ace, wasn't it? I mean, just, it was brilliant. I mean, from seeing him twat that on purpose, I would like to say very, very clearly on purpose. Um, he, you know, a little metaphorical yeah. check of the finger. The wind's blowing in that direction. There's far too much lip lip noise as you pull pull that finger out of your mouth on the micro. <laughs> um, and then for that to go in, so there's that moment of. He's Pandem- been watching uh, Gary McSheffrey videos in training, hasn't he? Just it's his just moment. Pandemonium for that. And then to then build on it for that second goal. I mean, like, what a moment that was. It's a perfect moment, wasn't it? Like, it was. like Martin McCutcheon said. And although a, another moment partially ruined by VAR because... Oh, but it added to it. Do you not think it added to no, it on this occasion? it no? made it worse because I was fully expecting that there would have been... Someone will have would have grazed the back of Bruno Fernandez's boot, and they would have had, they would have called it back for it. I mean, I've no idea what the uh, the challenge was that they even checked for. It was but, a foreshore on Fernandez, but it was beautiful. Yeah, but it was one of those where you'd think, oh, the and because he's he stayed down, it'll get looked at. Because mm. it, whereas if he jumps straight up from the tackle instead of being such a fucking <laughs> yeah, control yourself, Michael. <laughs> I can't remember what the YouTube in the round. He's a he's a he's a bad man. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yes, um, yes. There were lots of songs about bad men today. There yeah. were. Before yeah. we move on to to that, if we even should, I still regret my joke about it in the the first five minutes. Um, James Hughes grabbing me. It's fine. Um, Sorry. Somebody has apologised for grabbing me after the. Oh. the, the first, I think it was the second goal. I felt that. Um, I mean, people who. Uh, James will be able to report now like I didn't move um, because that's me it's appropriate that his um, his Twitter profile picture is of Berardi strangling Bamford I, think, uh, I was on the end of that but you it's absolutely Bamford. fine James it, Moscow's very fragile not a problem yeah so I was, you know um, I'm a gentle soul but that was fun for a bit wasn't it do you think we should have shot up shop then with the aid of hindsight no oh. we should have won we had, we had him yeah. there were chances there was the, the Dan James chance was at 2 all. click was click at 2 all? or was that 3-2 I can't, uh, I can't remember. I don't know, it was towards the cop anyway, wasn't it? But it was, um, yeah, the game was there to be won, I thought. They Click. were they were really rattled by it. And it was it was chaos at the start of the second half. That was the thing. We, mm. weren't, we weren't really putting together any brilliant moves. And, and partly I think you almost couldn't because the pitch was yeah. knackered. But it was like a real, it was like a kind of a, a really high quality Sunday league game for yeah. a little while. It was people... There was a bit thundering tackle. It was kind of like yeah. some Rodrigo tried did a sliding tackle like edge of the eighteen yard box and ended up like out of play on the far side. <laughs> yeah. It was that kind of a game, um, but yeah, it just the, the the chaos of it just made it all so fun for a little while. Mm. It was I enjoyed that chaos. I embraced the chaos, um, but unfortunately, then they scored. I think which, we which had, made me sad. We had everything we could have possibly wanted out of the performance, especially after how shit Everton was. Um, you know, we were awful there. It was limp and just passive. Mm. There was nothing passive about Leeds United today. Mm. You can, maybe the moments when they scored, obviously there's, you know, it's almost by definition if somebody scores against you, something's gone wrong. But there was so much right and so much about, because the big fear about today was not that we'd lose because it's such a mismatch in the Premier League. You're like, yeah, we probably will. But was that it would be like the 6-2 or the 5-1, or even like 3-0 We're getting the scores down. We're getting the scores down. 
Um, it should have been four three though. To anyway, um, that we wouldn't even be in the game or fight. And I think even at two 0 down at half time, I was still looking at it and thinking this performance is enough. We've just made mistakes, but it's mm. there. You can see that these players had, and I come out of it half time and full time both whistles thinking I am so glad I support this team with these players not that team with those players mm. you do get the feeling they're, they're probably very unhappy with their performance generally speaking because they weren't any good um, and they've and yet they probably did just about edge it because they, they had a better quality of chance than us yeah. it, it sounded it, uh, happy going to the coaches we have at some point got to accept that we can't give loads of chances away every game though because we I mean, we've conceded a huge amount of goals now in the well, last well, in the what, last couple, in the last like five or six games. Exactly we concede like three or four every match. Well, don't this, we? this is what this is the Bielsa football, isn't it? This uh, is this is it wasn't, it's Bielsa not football. always been like this though. Yeah, but we, Calvin I mean, Phillips. I was going to say well, Calvin Calvin um, Phillips. Graham Smith Liam is, Cooper. Graham Smith is tweeting this point actually, saying it's a rare moment that Bielsa is lamenting the absence of certain players after the defeat, and that is a very rare thing, isn't it? And it's true. It is true. But then again, we, we'll end up back in a conversation about squad management and transfer windows then. But but. He, I think it's more a, a question of just player quality where, because I was saying before about Foreshore against Pogba and it being whatever you'd pay for Foreshore against a £100 million player. Calvin Phillips is legitimately our £100 million player, um, at least. And, and without him, it's a big drop. And we need more of them. Uh, we, and we, we need, won't be able to get yeah. more of them until we're, you know, you can only do that season by season and grow and grow and hope that um, the players that we buy in cheap grow to become something like that. It's it's literally the only way you can do it. You can't you can't be two seasons out of the championship and buying players of Calvin Phillips quality or even Pat Bamford's quality. And when we don't have them, um, it makes it very obvious. Mm. I thought it was telling that in it was injury time. I'm pretty sure there was a big big chant for Bielsa. It was yeah. The whole stadium was at it, which at four two down to Man United, you might not necessarily expect, but I think it was a, it's a declaration. I think of look, we're in, we're in this now. It's this is difficult, and the end of the season is going to potentially be a bit of a shit show. But for better or worse, this is the team. This is the manager. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. We, we can only we can only get behind this completely, can't we? Is, is the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. There's there's absolutely no benefit to changing anything. Although let's that, just let's just see. That said, and just a word on the atmosphere. Um, that. That early stage, the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? It, mm. so it, got, it suddenly got going about five minutes, ten minutes before kickoff, and then up until about twenty-five minutes. And when they scored, obviously it flattened a little bit, particularly again this, when they got the second. But that spell in the first half was just mm. un- unreal. Um, and I don't know. I was going to say, um, I think the support for Bielsa is a is a reflection of that. And going back to what I was saying, you, you get the the very good and the very bad mm. aspects of both sides of the coin, don't you? With what you see today and it's like, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound, he ain't going to change, is he? The atmosphere really picked up at half-time as well when this is, it comes down to Bielsa's decisions, I guess. I know it'd be nice to have Rafinha on the pitch, so bringing him on to get the crowd going is kind of weird because you almost want him to... And Joffy, someone let's talk Joffy, Joffy. I was going to say, those, seeing those two emerge for the second half, I think everyone did go, we're, we're going to have a go at this. I was almost fuming then, you've been banging on about Joffy for weeks and then he plays <laughs> You were half, few, you were fuming when Tyler wasn't on, you were like that. Played no. a half and he was brilliant and nobody's mentioned him for half an hour. I know. Yeah, it was good. Don't you it like was... him anymore? I like him a lot. There was a lot to I talk about. Him, I would play him a lot more than yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, um, I thought he was really good. And on, he, he uh, didn't look in any way out of his depth. No. On the um the the performance and staying with them, uh what struck me from scum in midweek reading about the reports against Brighton, they didn't win a, they didn't tackle in the first half. Zero tackles. 
Today they did um They didn't tackle five. they didn't win any tackles in the first half. No. And then they came out after half time and they won like ten and scored twice. Um and it apparently against Burnley when they because they drew one one with Burnley, mm. didn't they? Again, no tackles first half. And the diff and the thing with us today, and it, it you know, it may be a kind of a old school football thing, but right from the start tackles. Yeah. And that was the difference um that kept you on side so Leeds fans love a tackle, don't mm. we? I mean, we were retweeting all the 1990 Well, that's, well, that's stuff, the thing, actually. And it was it, all there for us that we needed. It goes back to the point we were making about the referees. And to his credit, he was trying to let it flow. I, we have to get give him some credit for that. But I just think he didn't quite get the balance right. When mm. when it came around to a, a, a genuine, obvious booking that needed to happen. Yeah. Give it. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was, the, like you say, it was I, just, I enjoyed the tackles. Yeah. It was just the fact that he drew that line of saying, before this point, no yellow cards. After this point, yellow cards for everything, and mm-hmm. it was like it was like he was he didn't want to have to send anyone off in the game, so it was like I'll just start booking people towards the end. Mm-hmm. If there's a, there's five minutes to go. I can just you can all you can all have one. It's it's by definition, now. our tackles were good, so there was nothing to book. McTominay was fouling everybody. Mm-hmm. Shaw was fouling persistently. So it's simple: give fouls for the fouls and book those players. But don't give fouls for the good tackles and don't book those players, and everybody will be happy with the referee. Whereas the I think bastards. he's a knob. Mm-hmm. But Joffy, let's talk. He was good. He changes how uh, we look for him with through balls constantly mm, off the shoulder. Yeah, which is quite difficult. They don't they don't work. Well, at least they didn't work against um, uh, today. He got in once, didn't he? And had a, a snapshot. He got mm. a save out of um, De Gea that was good. But it's interesting that that's how we um, change things. It used to be um, maybe it's the the proper number nine thing because when we used to have Roof and Bamford, it was clear when Bamford came in between his broken legs, we suddenly used to play those balls down the side for him to get onto and um, shoot. And there's a lot of some of Bamford's best goals, those ones where he kind of, he runs on with through ball. And it was, um, so it's refreshing that he's making those runs for through balls and that we're actually looking for them. So it's a different, it's kind of maybe an answer to why you don't see him as much is because it's that different style of play. He does a different thing and maybe that doesn't, it's but I just I love I love seeing him getting the ball into his feet, edge of the area, and you think he could mm. bamboozle somebody here. They can't touch him; just get it into his feet, and it works so well. And it was not an ideal game for him today because the pitch was so wet; it was very difficult to know mm. when you shift it one way. It was, it was very difficult to know if it actually go because it was sticking, wasn't it? It was really, really wet. But he just I think he, he occupies central defenders in a way that someone like Dan James, when he plays down the middle, doesn't really. You've got to worry about Dan James kind of getting his pace in behind but I think Gellhart just has the movement of on a cross you don't know if he's going to go to the near post pull off to the back post drop to the edge like make a run straight at the goalkeeper he's just he just has striker instincts about him it's, it's interesting you wonder he may have because um, Bielsa in his press conference before this game kind of brought up when this has been an argument before um, you know they said they, they said this about Bamford and stuff and I went back and reminded um Myself of the old Bamford versus Enketiah wars, and even the Bamford versus Edmondson wars from Jan- <laughs> January 2020, after uh. Enketiah had gone and before Kevin Augustin came up, he was having to answer in press conferences, why isn't Ryan Edmondson playing ahead of Bamford? I'd completely forgotten about all that. But his answer about Enketiah was, it's the one time he's gone into real detail about it, and he was saying um, he runs a lot, um, he makes all these uh, runs, but he, he doesn't make the right kind of runs, and we're trying to teach him to run um, in a different way from what he's been taught at Arsenal. And I'm wondering if with Gellhart, it's not stubbornness and it's not that he hates him and he loves Tyler Roberts unconditionally. It's just the need those extra weeks to it teach It takes him. time. And just like, yeah. you, you need to learn to do this and that's what I need you to do. But for people watching um, the progress of this, and that's where, I, where I'm 
outward thinking, it's something that work has gotten to this point. The only players who warmed up today were um, Shackleton, Gelhart, um, Furpo, obviously a little bit when he was coming on, and Rafinha. Who was the other one, Rafinha. Mm. Nobody else came out to even was even considered for coming on. So that's kind of says like whatever Gelhart has had to do to get himself into this position where he is the next choice to to be the striker. Maybe now he's done it mm-hmm. until next week. Well, I mean, <laughs> Wednesday. Anfield, I'm almost, we're not going to beat Liverpool, are we? Because they were terrifying when I watched them against um, Norwich, Norwich yesterday. Yeah. It was awful to watch and just imagine. Well, us. they weren't really very good. Like Norwich caused them some problems and then it felt like Liverpool went, oh yeah, we'll just score now. We'll yeah. just stop fucking about now. <laughs> and it, it, they uh, just camped outside Norwich's box for mm. just until they scored, well, until they scored twice. Mm. And then they were like, right, fine. And it wasn't, they'd left some players out as well. I'm almost of the mood, um, get Eddie Gray in. He can take the kids over to Anfield on Wednesday mm. and give the, the lot today the week off because I think they earned it and we'll go again <laughs> against Tom. I mean, it's an unconventional approach, Moscow. But... Fuck it. <laughs> if, like, if we're going to lose, let's throw the game it's actually and enough. we'll go against Mick McCarthy did just that yeah. when he was in charge of Wolves, didn't he? He sent a reserve team. I think it might have been to Old Trafford because they were so good at the time. Yeah. But he sent like a, a full reserve team and he was like, well, I'm going to win that. I'll keep him, I'll keep him fit. What are you going to do? I'm using my 25-man squad. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean... We we won't do that. Obviously, it'll be, no. an, it'll be an unchanged team, probably. But they did. Uh, they did. They earned it today, and I think they um, well, they earned the rest, and they earned better than a four-two defeat. And if they play like that against Liverpool, and probably come away again with zero points, whatever, seventeen goals conceded, yeah, again. I well, think I don't uh, know what we say about it. We well, just have well, to say yeah. well done. Welcome think, to the Premier League. Enjoy yeah. it. Let's stay here for another year. Great. I appreciate your hard work. Yeah, I think giving teams a two-nil lead every game. It, it's not a good form. It does make it really yeah. difficult when when we do that. Let's yeah. stop. Yeah. Put Gelhart on when we're winning. Mm. It's not even, it's just about defender corner. Llorente, it's interesting that he went off at half-time. I don't think he was playing badly against, he was. He started against Ronaldo. I don't know if he was like a tactical um, sacrifice. He's been a bit all over the place though. He always is. He's mad. Mm. But then it's, it, that is... You know, if we can. There is a, a conversation to be had about Bielsa's system at corners and whether it was. It wasn't that today. It's just, just stop Maguire. Mm. Just don't let him win the header, and then we don't have that problem. Right. Let's wrap it up then. Final thoughts on this one. Um, yellow cards, six for us, three for them. It <laughs> doesn't feel quite right. No. That's not just. <laughs> it is an injustice. Everything about today is an injustice. And but as always, we, want, we, want to, we should stress that's not the reason why we lost this game. We lost it because we're ridiculously porous at the back. Um, I'm blaming the referee. Okay, I will, stick with well, it. Well, I will all. This is, you know, I will blame everybody before I blame a Leeds United player. And there's a lot of them to go at. And your positivity will rile it's not positivity. Will, will rile the negative people. The negative people will be riled. But possible positivity is We're not. You're that. not. You're not positive enough. You're too positive. You're not negative enough. Be more negative. Reflect my worldview exactly, Moscow. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's all anyway. we have to do. But. Um, if you, I was going to say, I was going to wrap it up. I was going to say, if you are um, a TSB Plus member, the feedback the best. Form, yeah, um, just check out your, your inbox as well for the email link. You might not have got the give you your feedback email because those went wonky during the week. But if you go on the website and just look under the watch section, the link is always there and the password is there if you're logged in. Beautiful. Works like a charm. Yeah, so give us your feedback. We'll, um, we'll report on that for... Um, what's it called? That show propaganda that we did. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to call the it a match ball yeah. podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. So look yeah. out for that. And yeah. uh, do we need to hear yeah. their thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. Manchester United. 
Right, Manchester United you Football know, Club. We're going to get so much whinging about all their players getting hit being objects. We're going to get so much all of that uh, nonsense to wade through, aren't we? But um, just, I'm just glad I support Leeds. Like, yeah. like Bielsa, I saw none of it. <laughs> right, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll wrap it up there. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. 